0: Outwardly, there are some beautiful things that mark this season for us in Advent. Uh, Most visible, the Advent wreath with its candles, the purple that adorns the church and the vestments that that we wear. There's beautiful meaning in this that, that it's good to keep in mind as we're moving through this season. With the color purple, there, there are some beautiful layers there in terms of what the purple symbolizes. Remember that one of the primary meanings of the color purple for us in Advent is this. In ancient world, purple was incredibly difficult to make, the dye. It was so expensive that regular common folk did not have clothing that was colored purple because it just was way beyond what they could have ever afforded. It was royalty who had purple. So purple became associated with kingship, and we wear purple, it's the color of the season of Advent as we await the coming of our king. So that's one layer of it. But another layer of it as as well is that in this season when we're moving toward the darkest time of the year, the shortest day coming up with the winter solstice, It's exactly then that the light of the world comes. It's it's a marvelous thing how the Lord does it. But purple is that color that we, we see on some nice, clear, crisp winter mornings before the sun has arisen. We begin to see sometimes a beautiful purple that begins to light up the sky just very gently. And it tells us, it announces that the light, the sun is coming, but not here yet. And that's Advent for us. It's where we want to be. It's not that we pretend that Jesus hasn't come, at least in history he has, but he's not yet come in glory. And we've not yet arrived at our time to celebrate his birth in Bethlehem. So it's this time of waiting where we know that he's coming. This morning, after the 11 o'clock mass, one of our parishioners who's a, a pilot with one of the major carriers uh, who just flew in uh, over overnight last night showed me a, a picture that he snapped on his phone of exactly that thing. He said, we broke down through uh, a, a layer of clouds, and he said, this is what I saw, and it's exactly what you said. And it's just this beautiful, deep blue and, and purple sky with the moon hanging above it. but." Th- that is part of the symbolism of this color, purple. That color that connects us with kingship and with the coming of the king who is the light of the world, it also marks our advent wreath. And in the wreath, there, there are other symbols that are really important. We keep a wreath of evergreen because in the season of winter, when so much in nature seems to die, we, we know that it's, it's, it's not really dying, but it, it, it seems to die. But in the midst of that, the evergreen stays green and vibrant. And for us as Christians, that has been a symbol of the, the eternal life of God. Even when creation itself seems to be dead in sin, is dead in sin, He is alive. And the green, the evergreen of the advent wreath reminds us, it's meant to remind us of the, just the, the everlasting life of God, a life that he longs to pour out and to share with us. It's in the form of the circle with the wreath because God's love, like that circle, has no beginning and no end. And so that's part of the symbolism with this season as well. The candles, as they grow brighter each week, remind us again of the coming of our savior who is the light of the world. The rose colored candle that will be lit next week and the rose colored vestments that the priests and the deacons wear, that's our way of anticipating the coming joy of Christmas. It's a nice way of saying we're not there yet but, but, but we want even now to anticipate what is to come to give us that last encouragement and push in the time of Advent, that we not kind of let it kind of just slowly kind of die out and and we just kind of barely get to Christmas but we anticipate with joy what is to come so that we can really make the most of that last bit of Advent. All of that is part of of the symbolism that we have in this special season. Now today, on the second Sunday of Advent, in all of that, uh, there's another Dimension to the color purple that I want to pull in, and I want to connect it back with the first reading from Isaiah chapter 40. Isaiah prophesying of the one who will prepare the way for the Lord. John the Baptist. We heard him in the gospel. Isaiah speaks of John and his role as the one who prepares the way for the Lord, but he says, that his message will be a message specifically of comfort for his people comfort give comfort to my people says the lord announce to to israel announce to zion that that she's paid all for her sins and and she she's welcomed back in mercy so that that announcement of comfort but then we, we say, but that's John the Baptist, because John the Baptist doesn't seem like a super comforting kind of a guy, right? Like he's in the desert, in camel's hair, the leather belt around his waist, eating locusts, and the message is one of repentance. And we might initially hear that and, and kind of push back and resist it and say, that doesn't sound like a really comforting message. But here's the thing. Why is it that we are able to hear John's call to repentance? What makes that possible? How is it that one could say, repent, get get your life back where it should be to be ready for the coming of the Messiah? How could we do that unless underneath of it or behind it were not the great mercy of God? That's the message of comfort. John may not strike you as a comforting figure, but he's preaching a message of mercy. You are able to come back to the Lord. You're able to be forgiven for your sins. That is the great comfort. Like That's the comfort at its core that the Lord wants us to hear. That's the message that Isaiah announces. And maybe we we'd get mixed up a bit and we think that John is not all that comforting, but he really is because at the heart of his message is God is merciful and that's the message of comfort that the Lord gives us tonight. So how does that connect with purple? Purple is the color of mercy for the church. When you go to reconciliation, the stole that the priest wears is the color purple. Purple as a sign, yes, of repentance, but repentance only because there's mercy. If there were no mercy, we couldn't repent. And this is the good news, is that behind the call to repentance is divine mercy. And mercy for us as Catholics, liturgically, takes on this color of purple. And so, uh, here as we enter into the second week, I I want to encourage you, heed listen to, take in those words that the Lord speaks to us through Isaiah and through John. They, they are essential words to get us ready for the coming of the Savior. You know, one of the best things that, that, that we can do to be ready for the coming of Christ is just to know deep down in our heart how much we need a Savior. But if I'm, if I'm not looking at, honestly, if I'm not looking at my sins, if I'm not willing to look at them and acknowledge them, if I, if I just kind of rationalize them away or dismiss them or whatever, I, I end up convincing myself that I, I don't need a savior. If there's nothing for me to be saved from, why do I need a savior? So this message is beautiful because it is comforting, but it also helps us to really get to the core of I think what should be happening in our hearts during these days of Advent. So don't be afraid to look honestly at your sin. There is a savior who is rich in mercy, who is ready to forgive. We've added a lot of confession times during Advent. Uh, Extra times they are out on the website. I think they're probably in the bulletin as well. But there are opportunities Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays of Advent. So four different opportunities, four days each week to take advantage of this gift of God's mercy, to put into action in your own life as a response to the Lord's words tonight, comfort. I want my people to experience comfort and that comfort comes in the form of our ability to go back home, to return to the Father because he is rich in mercy.